Welcome to Lunch Plus. We're back. It's Wednesday, and Wednesdays are some of my favorite days, mostly because we get to spend them with you. Also so, because... So every weekday is your favorite day. It's true, but when... Every weekday we get to spend the day with you. I do, but Wednesdays are like super special because we've got an op awesome episode in store for you. The lineup is one of my favorites because we're rolling into Food Mash. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Food Mesh has been a fun segment because you In never faith. know what you're going to get. You never know what you're going to eat. You never know if it's going to taste good or if it's 95% of the time going to taste horrible. Uh, but after Food Mesh, we have Truth Talk. Truth Talk, Truth Talk. That, that's the same jingle you have for every. Yep. Then Confessions, Confessions. Then Top 10, Top 10. After that, what's the word? It's going to be I'm a good one. So pleased right now that was great what a great thing that just happened to you people yeah. I feel like the more I'm with you and Serena I'm picking up like mannerisms like Serena's like that's good or what a good thing that was that was you like that came out and I'm like oh that's buddy <laughs> hey Ridge good to see you man hope you're doing well I saw your uh your most recent worship uh video and that was awesome so thanks for joining us today um we I, I'm actually really curious because so I typed in happy. I was going to say happy Wednesday in my phone's auto, like the, the uh, what's it called? The little like thing at the top. correct thing or like fill the, in, the, whatever. Where it fills it in, Thanksgiving came up. So I want you guys to do something. If you're on your phone watching, I want you to put, um, I want you to put hello, no, no, put the happy and then whatever the first thing that comes up with, just start hitting the middle button until it makes a sentence. I, I don't understand. I'm going to have to have you show me how to make that work because any of those things like that get posted on Facebook of the first word that pops yeah. up, no words pop up for me. Maybe yeah. I just have the setting. Well, I think off. you have to kind of start with her, with a word for mine and then it just kind of goes in. So put in happy and whatever, like if you're on your phone, whatever like the first thing that comes up. Kevin put happy birthday, my beautiful girl, and a great weekend to be with y'all. That's a very intricate, like what <laughs> happens after you put happy. That is true. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do it. Priscilla says happy anniversary. Wow, how are you guys getting full out sentences? Priscilla says happy anniversary. You, sir, are the blessing to your wonderful family and family. Thank y'all. How are you guys doing this? Marky says, happy birthday, sweet girl. Marky never texts that to me. That makes me feel uncomfortable. Happy birthday, sweet girl. Thank y'all. So, so sweet. Thank y'all. Like, <laughs> I've never heard her talk like that. So reading it, I'm like, that makes me I, uncomfortable. I like Rachel's. Uh, happy hour, the <laughs> happy hour drive-through. <laughs> okay, I just put mine in. Happy Thanksgiving and happy birthday. Wish you had been able to not, had been able and not too much trouble. It makes no sense. I don't, I don't understand how this works. Um, okay. <laughs> but Marquis thank you guys for the, participating. Do you see Marquis? The word is always a great game for me. What? Holly says, happy anniversary for a few weeks ago. Prilla says, what's right was my morning time with you guys, and I'll see you next Wednesday night. I feel like you guys are just going to Google Translate and speaking in tongues, and this is what's coming out. Like, oh, this is what's happening. Johnny's is nice. Happy birthday to you and your family. It makes sense. It's clear. It's it, concise. Well, it makes sense if your whole family had a birthday on the same day. Uh, Ridge says, I'm so happy that it is September. That, hey. That's a good sentence. That like, is that's, because I, too. I too am happy. Also, how is it September? Like, 
Um, uh, it was March see, just yesterday. Time works in a way where... Get out. <laughs> First question of the day. <laughs> What's something everyone looks stupid doing? Jazzercise. Uh, no, I think they look super cool doing that. What? I'm just kidding, though. <laughs> I was gonna say, have you ever been to like a, a Zumba or Jazzercise mm. class? Everyone looks redonkulous. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I've, I've, Kevin put yoga. Mm -hmm. True. I, I would say walking into a spider web. Because <laughs> no one else can see it, but you're freaking out. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. That was a super good one. Um, speed walking was a good one. Speed walking. No, I think that looks cool. Buddy Speedwalk was awesome. Buddy sped, like, speedwalked? Speedwalked? I don't know. Whichever. <laughs> um, Kevin says that yours is perfect to answer. It EO is. says an air guitar. That is something that most people look dumb doing. If, if, if you're not good at doing air guitar, you look dumb. If you're good at it, you'll look awesome. I'm, I, like, if you know the song, I, I've gotten pretty good with air guitar. Uh, Priscilla says that's a good one. For the rest, I think... For the rest, I think Gunna has a way home. Are you still doing the fill-in? I think she She's is. Still doing the <laughs> She's I laughing. She's laughing. Yeah. Uh, ben put happy new month and be blessed. Amen. <laughs> you too. I think that was the happy. I'm just going to choose to receive it as a blessing and amen. amen. You too. Amen. Okay. Question number two. In 40 years, what will people be nostalgic for? Human interaction. Oh. Hey, you remember Human those days when we used to actually like see each other? <laughs> I feel like... Back remember, before the quarantine. Right? The 40-year quarantine. Um, you ever seen Wally, -E, where, like, uh, mm -hmm. where they're all just fattening in these chairs and talking to each other on a screen in front of them? And like the chairs just take them wherever they need to go. Mm -hmm. Whenever, whenever hover, the hoverboards came out, which don't even hover. I don't know why they called them that. They're just like super fast rolling boards. Mm -hmm. Like I remember I saw, I saw a guy that just like kind of rolled into a... a um, a what are they called movie theater and uh, <laughs> the things that have been closed <laughs> for so long oh uh, we we, we drove theaters. a couple of us drove like 45 minutes to South Carolina to go see a movie and it, I was so happy I was so happy because that's too. the one thing I missed more than anything uh, was movie theaters when I told George that movie theaters were open in South Carolina he's like we can go anytime you want to go anytime <laughs> <laughs> George George has missed movie theaters because South Carolina is great yeah Priscilla said she, we'd be nostalgic for cell phones. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, I can see that. I can also see, you know, if Jesus comes back in 30 years, people being nostalgic for church. That'll probably be a good one. Mm -hmm. um, I had sassy answers when I, <laughs> when I made this graphic. I'm like, well, if you get left behind. Um, that got intense real quick. Just but a little bit. Just um, a little bit. You'd be nostalgic for times where everything wasn't going wrong. Um, <laughs> Um, I'm nostalgic already for good memes. Like, mm. the lockdown ruined memes for me. Hmm. They're slowly coming back, but man, like, Marky and I had a petition to make memes great again, and we used to put it on yeah. the broadcast. Mm -hmm. So what would you guys be nostalgic for? Yeah. 40 years from now, what do you think people will be nostalgic for? I would say people would probably be nostalgic for um, probably internet. Who knows? The internet might not be a thing in 40 years. Like, we might, heck, I have no idea where we're going to be in 40 years. It's true. It's God true. knows. Amen. Maybe they'll be nostalgic for, like, <laughs> like, 
legit dogs and cats because we will have created robot dogs and robot cats and they'll mm. be what we use as pets like the Jetsons yeah. with the little like maid there. Jo Johnny says movies. Who knows, in 40 years we probably won't even have movies on the screen. Mm -hmm. We'll be like inside the movie. You, Everything is like via it's virtual reality. It's like a 3D glasses like yeah. thing that puts you in the movie. Like, like a virtual reality. What is that? Movie. Ready Player One? Is that what the movie, like, sure. what that movie is? I don't sure. know. I'll be nostalgic for Truman. Like the Truman Show movie? Oh, that makes sense. I'm like, uh, I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> um, uh, Rachel says, that's sad. I want a live dog and cats. <laughs> oh, EO. It's okay. Okay, question number three. We'll get happier. Kevin, I'll be nostalgic for reality. If peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? That is a, <laughs> that is a really difficult question to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I would say it's made from peanuts. It's butter-like. I would call it. Oh, Eo said peanut paste. I think that's that's a, a good one. one. Yep. I I honestly don't know. That's such a Kevin awesome peanut goodness spread. Guts. <laughs> peanut guts. That's a little. That is kind of what it is. Uh, I love Marky Eleanor. <laughs> That's uh, a great one. Peanut guts. <laughs> like, I can't even think of another no. word for it. No. Nutter butter. Oh, that's, that's good. good. Ridge says peanut butter. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay, last one. Johnny yes. said spread. What is something popular now that everyone will be embarrassed by five years from now? TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok videos, man. Like in five years, you're like little cute dances that you're doing in front of stuff. You're gonna look back and be like, why, why did I post that to the internet where it yep. can never be removed? Yep. <laughs> well, so like, I every once in a while will get like, you know how like Facebook lets you do the, um, the like memories on this day? Yes. You know, and like the things that you post. They are so embarrassing to read back through. I'm like, uh, why, why did I think people cared about this stuff? Right? I don't think I have anything today. I, I didn't have anything embarrassing today, but I'll go through and I'm like, Barrett, stop being oh. so cryptic. So actually this day, eight years ago, no. Yeah, this day, eight years ago, I, uh, drove my car over a curb and like the wheel was hanging out um, because like <laughs> it was really bad because I was like pulling out it was a place where like the curb goes out and then just drops so I went over the curb and dropped and so like that those are some of the good things where it reminds you of things where you did that I hit the curb backed up and then went over the curb <laughs> and then like the whole football team had to like help me get my car <laughs> out and then I almost ran someone over because I had it in reverse and I was holding the gas and then whenever it caught on the curb it just went boom and I almost hit someone. What a great story. What a great story. What a great story. What were we talking Johnny about? Johnny says TikTok would be uh, TikTok and Instagram Reels. Those are Johnny and EO's mm. uh, what they'll be embarrassed about for sure. Mm. And Prilla says all the 80s fashions that are coming back. Yeah. yeah. Trendy things are typically embarrassing in five years. Like mom jeans? Yes, like mom jeans. And just like that, Buddy shot... Uh, fired a shot at Marky in the booth. And no, with no. that... <laughs> With that, it is time to hop into our first official segment of the day. It's Food Mash. If you haven't done it yet, go ahead and share the broadcast. And 
Go ahead and comment. Tell us what things do you think we are mashing together? What weird conglomerations of food? Because the person that helps us reach 100 comments first wins a gift card from us. Help us reach 100 comments as fast as possible. And we'll see you in just a couple seconds with Food Mash. I'm excited. I'm not. <laughs> Hey guys, we are back with Lunch Plus. If you haven't done it yet, go ahead and share the broadcast because we have an awesome episode in store for you because it's Wednesday. Wednesdays are some of my favorites. Coming up first right now, like right now, live in the studio, is Food Mash. Food Mash is going to be, I'm going to tell you in a second, right after Food Mash, we have a quick Truth Talk video followed by a time of confessions with Buddy and then hopping into my top 10 today and then going over into what's the word. It's going to be an awesome episode. But right now, it is time. Are you ready? I don't know. Oh, this is Rachel. Yay. She's here. I get super excited when Rachel's here. Right now, it is time for Food Mash. Here we go. Okay, so today's Food Mash is breakfast inspired by one Miriam Abigail Wright. This is Abby's brainchild. I cannot take credit for this. And I like to call this the teenage boy munchy food mash. Because. Because <laughs> Abby knows all about We'll that. see here, or maybe just teenagers <laughs> in general, but I, you'll understand Have you ever eaten go. any of this stuff? No. Okay, so. I can be honest. It's just that, it's just, it's that awkward kid. Yeah. <laughs> that awkward yeah. kid. And, and, like, and I'm embarrassing that one kid in high school that had everybody come over to his house and like they gamed all night, and then when he woke up the next morning, it's like, oh, I've got to feed these people. I guess here we go. Like that's how I'm envisioning this food going. Put okay. in the comments right now what you think our weird breakfast foods are going to be. And I like to call today Seal Your Fate Day because you have to mix the ingredients yourself. It's gonna be great. Oh, so up first, I don't that's like the sound of that. Up first, we have. Marky, I'm going to tell you which Ooh, order we're going because I don't flakes. think they're in the right order. We have Frosted Flakes. That sounds fine. Okay. Yep. Mixed okay. with Please. orange juice. Negative. So I'm going to eat oh the Oh, my word. It's like Look at pulp. The, oh, you got pulp. I didn't know we had to chew it. Um, That's Also, pulpy. you need to hold on to your utensils. You'll be using them again throughout this broadcast. But <laughs> do I want, So do it's going to mash on our utensils? Yeah. Like it, we're going to have like everything by the end of it? I mean, you'll eventually eat it off. So you have to dump the entire cup. Look Ew. how pulpy that is. You can see <laughs> it on the spoon. Can I please have a strainer? <laughs> you have to pour I, your oh. entire cup into, uh, Eo's a champ, into the bowl. 
Do you guys think that orange juice will mash with Frosted Flakes? Do you guys think that orange juice will mash with Frosted um, Flakes? Heck yeah, sure. No. So I have no problem with the orange juice and the Frosted Flakes. I have Separately? an issue with the pulp. Yeah. <laughs> well, you probably won't be oh. able to tell with all the the pulpy. I do like in it. that it appears that this is all the same color. <laughs> like it's all this weird uh, orangey yellowy. It smells good. Okay, uh, Priscilla says this doesn't sound too bad. Holly says uh, this will not work. I'm actually good with this. I think this. it'll be good. Okay, tell me. Go okay. for it. Does this work for breakfast for you guys? Kevin's going back for seconds already. Um, so is Rachel. Look at you guys go. I'm going to be honest, this isn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> I am pleasantly surprised. I don't know why this is decent. <laughs> so, I'm so confused. What does it taste like? It basically just tastes like crunchy orange juice. It, do it didn't do anything. That's interesting. The orange juice is the main base flavor. Yeah, okay. yeah, I agree with that. It's just orangey flakes. Okay. Yeah. So, buddy, what does it taste like for you? Like you're good? Uh, like it's not bad. I think the I think it helps. If you did this with any other kind of cereal, it would be bad. So orange juice and Fruit Loops, probably no. Probably not. Um, or, orange juice and Reese's Puffs, no. Ew. Yeah, no, I'm out. Orange no. juice, and anything chocolate, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. no. Oh, do you remember uh, cinnamon? No, 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 no. Uh, French toast crunch? Yes. That would not go with this. Okay, so overall, <laughs> thumbs up if this works for you guys. It actually, it's actually it's not good. bad. Um, I don't understand why. You gotta save your spin. Oh, yeah. That's true. We're uh, conserving. Sorry. Okay, so Ugh. orange juice and oh. frosted flakes work. <laughs> Super it interesting. Does. Next up, this is the one that made me think the most of Teenage Boy. Oh, no. So this, hmm. is this is Cheetos, Cheetos. and we're going to call this Cheeto cereal. You're putting no, actually we're not because <laughs> this is milk on top of Cheetos, and well, this is the one that I have the most confidence in. Like I feel good confidence? about this. The most confidence. I have the most confidence oh, about the last one. I think I feel good about this one. Do you guys think that Cheeto cereal will work? Cheetos with on. milk. Mm -hmm. It's not flaming hot Cheetos. It's regular crunchy Cheetos. Uh, I did I am, also crush these a little bit so the cheese powder would help mix with the milk. I am not super stoked about this. I think we should have to like mix it, it up. It smells good. I do too. EO, EO made a great recommendation. It actually does smell pleasant. Yeah. EO made a recommendation that we have to mix it together to ensure that milk is coating. Now if we did this with like Oreos, that would be great. Right? Yes, because it would be I'm totally amazing. okay with that. Okay. Here we go. Cheeto cereal. Cheetos cereal. I feel good about this. I have confidence in this. Rachel's face says otherwise. Um. There's a range of emotions happening on this one's face. What's going on with you, ma'am? At first, it's horrible, but once you get past it, it's not that bad. <laughs> once you get past the awful. Yeah, like. The Cheeto itself, like the soggy Cheeto itself is pretty good, but whenever the milk with its like light cheesiness, mm -hmm. that's it's horrible. The milk. Really? The milk is bad. The Cheetos is the good part of it. Really? Yeah. Kevin? Um, I need a mouthwash. You didn't <laughs> like it. That was horrible. Yeah. 
No, the, that yeah, was the, awful. Now that I've swallowed it, the taste has gone away, and I feel normal again. I, feel I like, think you should drink the milk, buddy. Now. The orange milk. I feel like that might. What? I love you. Wow. I feel like that my in. body is going to reject oh. this. I made a mess. You made Kevin that gag. did not help. <laughs> <laughs> I made Kevin do See, what? when I eat cheat okay. gag. We should try it again. We got this. When I eat Cheetos, Yo, like, you're about to wear that. I drink them with, like I drink milk with it. So I feel like this would just oh. be normal for me. So overall, did this work for you guys? No. Thumbs up? No, no, no. Can we do that? Like nope. in the middle? You have to okay. decide. Then it's not. But if you, <laughs> but if it was an option, you'd be in the middle. If it was, yes. Yeah, okay. No, the, but if it's not an option, then I'll just go ahead and say no. Okay. Between that and starve, I choose starve. Really? I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. It's okay. Between eating that and dying, I would rather die. Well, as Buddy just no, requested Oreos. All right, give us the milk. It's time for Oreos. However, oh, no. orange juice. Oh no! Oh no! I've heard of this one. It's no. orange juice cereal. <laughs> orange Oreo orange juice cereal. All right. I've wanted to try this for so long, and I'm excited. What? Okay, Why? I wanted to do a lot of things, but this <laughs> this has never this been. was never even the a thought. The color of this is really interesting. Why is this even big? Oh my <laughs> word, that's awful. I actually, when I used to choose what happened on Food Mesh, I almost did this one. Really? Like every week. Okay, oh guys, goodness. tell me right now in the comments. Tell us in the comments. Do you think that Oreo cereal with orange juice is gonna work? Why? And I'm not. It's not cereal. It's just mashed up mega stuffed Oreos. So there is extra cream in this. That's good. Why? <laughs> Kevin just decided to go. He was done waiting. I got their web. Okay, so Kevin's gagging. I think it's good. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Are you? Oh, that's awful. Okay, what's happening? It's like, it's like an orange cream. Orange, yeah. Like an orange cream soda. It, it just has like a little bit of liquidiness yeah. on top of that Oreo. Yeah, if you think of it, if you think of it as like an orange cream soda, but without the soda. It's really good. And with, with chocolate cookies in it, it's not bad. I think maybe the Cheetos just destroyed me and everything afterwards is That awful. could be it. I don't think it's bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Oh. Yeah, I don't think that's bad. So like, I, I would much rather like just dip an Oreo in it yeah. and bite yeah. it rather than smothering my Oreos in it. Yeah. But yeah, it's not bad at all, actually. Okay. Wow, I'm Does this work? Yes. Yeah. So two yes. yeses and Kevin's a big no. Right. Holly said, remember, uh, Rachel is a teenager, but I'm not. I am. <laughs> yeah, but you're really close. But I'm not. I haven't been a teenager for two weeks. No. <laughs> I have to do the math. Okay, guys. Well, we are done <laughs> like with the spoons, so you can you can throw your spoons away. Oh. Oh. Because you. we are coming up to our very last one. This is the one that I have the most reservations about. Oh, what? What? That's true, Holly. Holly said I am closer oh, than Kevin is. <laughs> yeah, by a country mile. Huh. These are Eggo waffles. Please tell me that's butter on top. Mixed with cream cheese. That's oh, that will be yeah, good. No, I'm, down. That's, I'm down. That's not bad at all. I don't like cream cheese on bagels. I don't like cream cheese as it is. Why? I'll cook it and stuff. Why is the waffle cold? Um, because it's been a little bit since I put it in the microwave. Okay. Oh. Yeah. But you microwave your waffles? Yeah, you don't. No, I toast them. Well, we don't have a toaster, so I microwaved oh. it. Okay. Will this work? Holly says this will work because oh, yeah. she's done this before. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 
Like this may be added to my breakfast repertoire. It's just like a. I'm glad it could end high for you. Thank That's you. That's good. Mm -hmm. If it were toasted, it'd be like a bagel. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Maple syrup dip too. With this? I could see that, like, if you make it mm. sweeter, but cream cheese on its own, I don't want that. So I could see making it sweeter with mm. maple syrup. Mm. Are, are you like a that. syrup or a syrup person? Which way mm -hmm. do you roll with that word? Syrup. 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 All right. Syrup. syrup. That's good. That's cool. Syrup. Okay. Mm. Um. Natalie says she thinks this will work. Priscilla says maybe, and she's excited that it does. Overall, does it this works. work for you guys? It works. It works for sure. Thumbs up, thumbs it up, does. thumbs up. Guys, we ended on a high note after mm -hmm. Kevin almost gagged and cried. So that's great. Um, I'm super pleased that you're ending here. Hallelujah, me too. Honestly, I'm genuinely, coming into this, I had like, I was super skeptical. But I'm genuinely surprised at how well some of these things work. Like That's awesome. Cereal and orange juice and the Oreos with the orange juice. Well, I know you weren't a fan. You guys are crazy. Uh, I guess. The, crazy for Jesus. The orange juice Hallelujah. and the Oreos are my favorite. Maybe it's just bias because of an Oreo, but this is true. That's true. It was so good. I, so, I appreciated yeah, it. No, I love Oreos. I love orange juice without the pulp. Together? No. No. I like the way you, you looked at Barrett without the pulp. I didn't buy it. <laughs> didn't buy it. Prill. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, this has been Food Mash. Go ahead and send us a message. Comment right now. What foods do you think would be weird to mash together? You name it, we'll eat it, maybe. Well. Next week. <laughs> well, thank you for saying maybe. Maybe. Next we don't, we week, wanna... we're going to do a full, like, big dinner is what it's going to be. I already know Ooh. what next week's is going to be. We're going to have appetizers, main course, desserts. It's going to be awesome. Shut so, to nuts. What? Soup to nuts. What? It's sure. A, it's a whole meal. Soup to nuts. You know, you know, okay. Disregard. No one talks like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But that's going to be next week. So if you have any suggestions, you may see them the following week. Let me know what things you'd like to see. But right now we are going to show a really quick clip of a Truth Talk video. It was super powerful. It's shorter than normal, but it'll bless you. And after that, we're going to hop into confessions. Marky Roll, that wonderful Truth Talk footage says the Bush Beans commercial man. <laughs> I know I have found my identity a lot in other people. Mm -hmm. I, would always, I was always following. I was fo and following can be good, but I was, I was finding security and identity in the following. So I don't know if there's anybody else like that where you can relate to finding so much validation and purpose and things in other people like I have. Well, and so why is this important? Identity, it's an important thing to know because if you don't know who you're called to be, then you'll just end up looking like everybody else. The reason it's important is because there's a specific mm -hmm. plan for you. Yeah. For you watching, whoever you are, there's a specific plan for your life. There's a specific reason you were created that God mm -hmm. gave to you. We need to realize what those purposes are so that we can fulfill them. All right, well, hey guys. Now it's time for confessions. Uh, this is the part of our uh, broadcast where we just, uh, we want to encourage you to keep positive confessions. 
uh, on your lips. You know, it, we, we say a lot of things throughout the day, um, and we don't realize that the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. We have the ability to choose life or death based on what we say and how we speak. And so as we enter into these times of confessions, I, I just want to remind you, you know, what God said to the Israelites, you know, whenever they were getting ready to go into the promised land, there were two kinds of people. There were those who made a positive confession saying, oh, if, if God is with us, these people are, will be bread for us. But then there were those, the vast majority, who made a negative confession and they said, oh, they're, we're just grasshoppers in their sight. So the way that you speak out of an overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So as we make these confessions, let it come from your heart. And what God said to them is he said, I will give them whatever they say. Whatever they say in my hearing, that's going to be what they get. So God is listening right now, watching over his word, ready to confirm it uh, and to perform it in your life. So as you make this confession, attach your faith to it and recognize that this is going to be how it's going to work. So we're going to be going into confession number uh, four, I believe, for today. We're in confession number four. All right, uh, confession number four, let's put it on the screen. And I want you to say this in faith with me. Confession number four. Every weapon formed against us is exposed, will not prosper, and is destroyed. I want you to put that in the comments. Declare this. Every weapon, every weapon, not just some, not just most, every weapon formed against us is exposed, it will not prosper, and it is destroyed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Every weapon. Every weapon. And, I want, and that's going to be your story. As you keep pop that, that confession in your lips, on your mouth, that's going to be what's going to happen for you. God's set, God is literally saying, what they speak in my hearing, that's going to be what they're going to get. That, that it will be done for them. So that's our time of confessions. Now we're going to be moving on to top 10 with Barrett. Barrett's going to be show, sharing with us her top 10. And this one's going to be an interesting one. It's not going to be like a normal one. This is going to like expose a lot of weird, uh, not weird, but um, <laughs> I, I guess uh, we'll just jump into it. Yeah, we're, yeah sure. Um, we're going to go into Baird's top 10 national parks. It's going to be fun. Now it's time for Top 10 with Barrett. You guys can both make your chairs taller. By <laughs> I was going to say, I'm <laughs> Oh, my word. Okay, guys. So I know that we have done different lists over the period of time that we've had Lunch Plus. But I, okay, I wanted to, I just, I, I wanted to bond with you today. Because sometimes, sometimes you, you think you know people and, and they have hidden things. Like some guys like really get geeked out over Star Wars. Some guys really get geeked out over Legos. Some girls really get geeked out over makeup. This one in particular really likes traveling. And I, I have really... She geeks out over national parks. I do, but... <laughs> like every, you know, normal person. Don't make fun. I'm There's, not. I'm not. Every, you're unique. 
Mm -hmm. There was a tone. Did you hear the tone? I heard the tone. Guys, but no, we, uh, so over the next little bit, we're going to be talking about some of the places that I aspire to go to the most in the world. And I just have oh, in a... in the world. Yes, not oh, today. Wow. This is just the country right now. This oh, is just inside okay. of America. Okay. Um, we haven't gone abroad yet. This is, this is in America. Um, domestic. Domestic. Okay. We're domestic or right national. now. Yes, national. <laughs> whichever way. But... I know that when I've seen these things, I get really excited that all of this stuff, the Lord made it, and mm. it's here in our country. You know, like you don't have mm. to go travel across the seas. It's here at home. Right. It's within mm. our 50 great states. And so we're going to yes. go with the, the ones that I most very much want to go see. Oh, yes, <laughs> very much, yes. So these are ones that you haven't seen. Yet. I have not seen these. I do oh, need yeah. to make a disclaimer. We live in North Carolina, and there is a national park in North Carolina called the Great Smoky Mountains, and I did not include it because I also did not include Acadia, which is in Maine. Both of these I've been to. They're beautiful, but these are the ones I have not gone to. So okay. I'm... Okay. I'm intentionally leaving out the home state advantage of Acadia and the Great Smokies. So, okay, number 10 of what I think is so pretty and interesting. Number 10 is Hot Springs National Park. Oh, yes, that would be so much fun. Yes. Wait, I'm ready. It, is that where Old Faithful is? No, we're, no. That's Yellowstone. Yes. If you All can right. put up the next picture, Marky. So Hot, Hot Springs is in Arkansas, um, and Ooh. it is just so pretty. It was made in 1921. It's a really, really old national park. There are, what's really cool about it is the water in there was said to have like healing powers. Right. Like I'm not aspiring to healing powers, but you know, the Lord does stuff. Like sure. there's oils that'll work, that'll bring about healing. So the water was said to just really be peaceful. And we had presidents, we had, you know, Muhammad Ali went there, you had Al Capone, you have mobsters going all across the place to go right. to this hot spring spot in this national park. And it's still functioning. Like you can go to the spa. So basically, my number 10 is going to a spa. <laughs> Natural, um, a God-made spa. A God-made spa. I think this is great. <laughs> Definitely. You'd want to go to this oh, one? Oh, absolutely. All day long. Have yeah. you ever been to this one? I've never been. I've never been to Arkansas. Well, I drove through Arkansas. But yeah, yeah. I would love to go. That sounds like a great time. I, I appreciate you. Yeah. I'm so pleased. Have you ever heard of that one? No. <laughs> Buddy's like, I don't care. It's a spa. That's great. <laughs> Okay, this next one, okay, so that was number 10. Number nine, mm -hmm. this one I'm putting up simply for George. Like, this is not my one that I would want to travel to, but this is the one George would want to travel to, and I would need to pray a whole lot. Um, number nine okay. is the Carlbad Caverns Ooh. National Park. Yeah, yeah. This one intimidates my flesh. Um, it's in New Mexico. It's all underground. It, this one was formed in 1930 and it, it was actually really cool. It was found by this cowboy. Like he just saw this great big hole because he saw all these bats like flying in the air and he's like, well, they've got to be coming from somewhere. And he found this hole in the ground and made a ladder and climbed down and just started exploring it himself. And so it's, it's really neat, but it's like, you've never been to a cavern before? No. I've never been. Oh, wow. Yeah. I take it you both have. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Serena and I went thing. to one okay. last year. It was, they're, they're really neat. They're, they like, it's weird to think, like, there's so much rock over me. And, and yeah. like, it's, it's, it's actually really interesting how, like, 
not disorienting it can be, but like your your um, your equilibrium kind of like gets a little bit thrown off because like we were at one point where we were we were going up a steep slope, mm -hmm. and they they set up a little a little thing that had a that looked like it was it was just straight, and they put a ball on it, and the ball started flying. Whoa! You know, and like they were saying, we're, like we f we fit we feel like we're going at an incline like that's this steep, but we're actually going like this steep. Mm. And it was like crazy, but it was awesome. Mm. I loved it. Okay. There are different parts of the cavern where you're literally like crawling through. Like the main part is mm. wide open and stuff. Mm. But there are parts where you can crawl through and help like find different things, like you're all in, I'd have to pray a whole lot. But George so, is excited about that one. Right, so in my career, um, we had, where I was a fireman in, in Northwest Georgia, lots and lots of, um, of caverns and caves, uh, for whatever reason, uh, I think it was, uh, it would ultimately, um, Georgia's like on top of limestone, mm -hmm. and the limestone decays and creates this, oh. this void, this space. So, uh, so yeah, we used to go into these caves all the time and, and you know, uh, affect rescues of people yeah. and so forth. So um, I'm pretty familiar with them. And then I've been into, you know, these public caverns where, you know, you, you pay money and walk in. They're really cool. Interesting. I enjoyed them. Yeah. You guys tell me, as we go, which one do you, would you want to go to the most? Like, as we go through, which one do you think is the prettiest that you have the most interest in going to? Number, whatever we're on. Number Seven? eight? Eight. I think. Number eight is Arches National Park. And you and Serena oh, have been there, wow. right? No, not that one. Not that one? Is, is that Arizona? It's in Utah. Utah. Oh, it's in Utah. Mm -hmm. We have not gone to that one, no. This oh, one wow. is so cool. That is, that is pretty cool. I've never so cool. seen, like, I've never been more out west than Texas. So seeing pictures of these are just, it's so cool. I've never seen mm. colors like that. Mm. I have such an interest in going. This one was made in 1971. Mm. Those arches were made in 1971? Yep, this was made a park in 1971. <laughs> yes. Well, little known fact, those arches are actually portals to other dimensions. Whoa, is that where Loki comes in? No, Loki's not real. Because portals to other dimensions are real? Sure. <laughs> Number seven. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Channel Islands National Park. This one oh, is in yes. California. You oh, can, forget it. Well, no. So there's parts of California <laughs> I want to go to before it like falls off. Like I want to go see California. Mm. You can only get to this by boat or by plane, mm. and it's like private islands out there. What's really cool is you can see in the bottom right hand picture you can go kayaking, and there are sea caves where lots of sea lions Ooh, live in there, and you can sweet. kayak through where they are. You can camp there overnight. It looks awesome. Yeah, I haven't heard of most of these places. I have. But they are cool looking. I have realized that I just, I really want to go out west. I don't want to live there. Yeah. I want to live here. Right. But yeah. I want to go see what west looks like. See what yeah. west looks like. Yes. Yeah, no, I think I'd, I think I'd like to go see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, if it wasn't in California, I'd feel a little bit better about it. <laughs> uh, it's off the coast. Yeah, so it's off the coast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number six. Six. This one is also picked for George. This is Hawaii Volcanoes okay. National Park. If yes. you can see in the bottom left-hand corner, that is a boat that is like boating up to where that volcano is erupting right there. How yes. cool would that be? That is pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Like, I am down with that. Look at that violence. That's awesome. It erupts. Oh, like, it's going every day. And what's neat about mm -hmm. it is that there's one that's formulating underneath sea level right now. Like, yeah. there's a, there are two active volcanoes on the island, and there's a third one that's active underneath the water that's mm -hmm. building up. And so you'll yeah. see that in mm, however yeah. many millennium. But That's sweet. Okay, yeah. we need to plan a trip. Yeah. Hawaii's, Hawaii is awesome. If that's not your number one, I'm super excited to find out what your number one <laughs> is. You know what I mean? Because I'm down with that. Um, yes. Okay. So number four. Or five. Sorry. Five. Just kidding. Murky. Sequoia National Park. Oh, wow. This is also in California. But I've, I've never seen trees like that. Like, you can drive through trees. Look how humongous wow. they are. Like, imagine hiking through there. I feel mm -hmm. like I'd, I would be in the Shire, and this is like Hobbiton. Mm -hmm. Well, like, <laughs> I'd feel like a hobbit. I've true. never felt like a hobbit in my life. I've never felt short. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the place to feel short. In, in, Af in Botswana, they have what's called baobab trees, mm -hmm. which are like kind of like that. They're That's cool. So huge and so thick around. They actually would use them as uh, as prisons. Like they would hollow it out and like That's throw people cool. inside. No like kidding. That's how big they were. Like the, Prison's so, not cool, but the idea of it's cool. <laughs> that, that would be cool to see. <laughs> okay, number four? Four. Four. Four? Okay, so this one, I just, there's no rhyme or reason. Yes. I just desire so much to go here. This is Crater Lake National Park. This is in Oregon. Yes, and Oregon. It looks so beautiful. Like, this is the one that you can probably do the least at. Like, mm. you can go camping and stuff there, but it's... It's really, there's not a lot more to explore once you get to the top of it. Right. Um, but that water, the blue in that water is how blue the water is. Like, I've had friends wow. that have gone, and that's how pristine it is. All that, like, it's so pretty. And judging from the picture, I don't see any boat. So is this a, like, a no boating? I think uh, you can kayak in it. Okay. I okay. think you can. Um, I could be wrong. I would like so to scuba dive that and explore Right? It. How cool yeah. would that be? Yeah, that would be great. So it's a crater yes. that they put a lake in? Yep. Or is the lake man-made? Um, well, I have random facts. I would, I would assume that the gonna... crater um, obviously made the crater and, and it filled with water itself. It's when, entire, when... The color is entirely natural. natural. It's due both to the purity and volume of water. Mm. I think it's natural. Like, okay. I think that's so one like of the things. So like the crater hit like a natural well or whatever? Spring. Spring or whatever and it just filled up. Cool. Pretty cool. Number pretty three. Cool. So I, guys, I need to tell you, like, I want to go see Yosemite yes. so much. Yosemite is one of the oldest national parks that there is. This one was made in 1890, and, like, presidents have gone. Yes. Like, it's, it's inspired so much poetry and writings, and it looks awesome. And down in that bottom left-hand corner, okay. that, is, um, that is not... Lava, like, okay, okay. obviously, because it's not a mountain. But that's an effect that happens every so often for a few weeks in February. That's where a waterfall goes, and how the light hits it makes it look, it's called the firefall. It makes it look like it's lava and like it's fire coming out of it, but it's just a natural wonder. Every so often throughout the year, the sun will hit it, and it looks like fires literally coming out of the mountain. Is that where that's I beautiful. get my Mac uh, background? Is that probably. Because that's what that looks like. Very cool. I, I think that's super pretty. It's one that I I just, I'm excited to go. So have you guys enjoyed these yet? We're not done. We have three more or two more to go, and then we're done. Right. But which one have you liked so much? Priscilla says that that one's gorgeous. Mm. Um, okay, number two. 
Number two is Yellowstone. This is where Old Faithful is. Yes. Oh, yeah. I got the last two mixed up then. Yellowstone is so cool looking. It Why is very cool. Let me ask you this though, okay, because Yellowstone, to me, I've been told that Yellowstone is like really like four national parks. Yeah. One for each season. Yeah. So if, you know, what you wow. see in the summer mm -hmm. is completely different. It's like a totally different park than what you see in the winter versus in the other uh, seasons as well. So yeah. having said that, which one would you most want to go to? Spring. Spring. Yep. Yeah. I, I'd want to see it in the spring when things are coming to life and flowers are blooming on the mountains, oh, that, like all yeah. the wildflowers, and like it has tons of bison out there, like right. natural. Ooh. Like bison I'd want to go. Bison makes good burgers. It does, for sure. <laughs> but, I like where you're going with that. <laughs> That's the only thing I have to con contribute to. This. But yeah. it's also ginormous. Like yeah. it's in it's mm. in different states. Wyoming is just one of the states that it's mm, in. Right. Like it spans. So many, it has different waterfalls all mm. over the place, geysers, like it's, it's yeah. humongous. You yeah. can do so much. I'm feeling like I would like to be there um, during the winter. I think that would be great. Really? And I understand that they do um, like guided snowmobile tours. That's so I cool. think I would really enjoy that. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Definitely. I'd want to go four wheeling. Not yeah. like that, that just opened up a plethora of options of how to explore this. Okay, mm -hmm. my number one, here we go. We're gonna wrap this up here in a second. This is the one that I think of anytime I think of a national park, I just immediately have visions of this one. Grand number Canyon? one, Grand Canyon did not make this list. Whoa. Whoa. The number okay. one is Zion National Park. That's... It looks so cool. Goodbye. Um, there should be another one. Uh, I know that's the one that has it like covering all the other ones, but there should be other pictures. Basically, if you can see it while Marky works to get it on the screen, down at the bottom of the basin of this, there is like you can walk at the very bottom of that, mm -hmm. like along where the water is, along where the caves are. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'd be in a movie, like a survival movie. Like, <laughs> like I have it here on my screen. I, oh, I don't know. Look if, at that. I don't know if you can see it, like even if I turn it around while Marky's looking for it. This is uh, I don't know if you can see it on my computer. If you can cut back to us, if you don't have it, uh, you can't super see it. But oh. like right here, it's if you Google Zion National Park, you can walk on the bottom of this basin. You can walk along the sides of the cliffs. Like the, it, it looks so pretty. This is what I think of any time I think of going on a vacation. I want to go here yeah. and mm. see all of this stuff. Absolutely sweet. So if you were expecting the Grand Canyon, I apologize because I did not include that. Probably because it's so, it, Grand Canyon's like that obvious one yeah. right. that you want to go see. So yeah. you, you, you wanted to share with us things that we wouldn't. It's true. It wouldn't be obvious. That Absolutely. and I don't care if I go see it. <laughs> well, well, we just reached our 100th comment, by the way. We did. Ooh. Natalie Wagner, Yay. you are a 100th commenter. Well do done. Da, do da. Yes. Well, just out of curiosity, what is your favorite that you that you have been to? I've only been to two. Really? I've only been to the Smokies and Acadia. And I'd have to say Acadia just because that's one that I've explored more. Mm -hmm. I, when George and I got married, I realized I had, pastors talked about it a lot that, you know, when he, the Lord asked him, what do you like to do for fun? And mm -hmm. he's like, I don't know. I have had similarities and this is one where it just got birthed out of me. So I didn't realize it. But okay. Acadia is the one that I prefer. Okay, okay. Yeah. I think that if I had to say, and I, and, and I think that this is a, um, in the National Park Services, Arlington National Cemetery was probably my most favorite. 
Mm -hmm. um, you know, seeing the, the, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldiers, yeah. the changing of the guard, um, just just a really powerful, impactful thing that happened for me yeah. as a child, mm -hmm. and I'm, yeah. I still remember it. Yeah. Um, going to uh, President Kennedy's, uh, um, I guess, burial site. Yeah. Um, that was that was pretty awesome. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely powerful. Yeah, I think it's a monument because that was one like in. I have a list of both on my phone because again, I'm really geeky with this. Okay. Mm -hmm. But that was my number one too of the monuments. Like when I went with George, I was very overwhelmed by just the mm. power of seeing all the white tombs and yes. knowing what they represented and the sacrifice that they made for sure. Absolutely. Like, it was, it's beautiful. Yeah. So this, I hope you guys got to know me a little bit better um, and don't judge me too much. I, let's just, guys, let's just have a Lunch Plus vacation travel club. I think that'd be great. <laughs> uh, we it. can go hiking and exploring and I think that would be super fun. But that's all the time we have for top 10. Right now we're gonna hop over into what is the word. It's gonna be awesome. Share the broadcast if you haven't done it yet and we'll see you on the other side of this super quick video. It's time for What's the Word, and yeah, we're excited to have you today. Today we're talking about the single most important thing that you can do today. Yep. And it's not just brush your teeth and floss. Or breathe. Or breathe. <laughs> yeah, breathing is probably more important than what I just listed. Probably. Probably. Like, you die without it. Yeah. You don't die without brushing your teeth. Your teeth what? rot out. What? Yeah, so, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> But so we're not talking about like the basic things that everyone should be doing every day. Yes. The things that come automatic. Yes. Like brushing your teeth or breathing or. Yeah. Or going to the bathroom. Walking or. Walking. Blinking. Yeah. You know. Do people blink every day? Can you they not should. blink? Um, I mean, I know there's people that don't have eyelids that can't blink. What? That's a thing. Okay. But anyway, so <laughs> today we are talking about what the single most important thing that you can yeah. do today. Um, and, you know, for us to, to say the single most important thing. It's you a know, bold statement. It is a bold statement. Because, like, whenever we were coming up with a title about it, like, like, I, like I was just thinking about, like, is that a, a statement that we should make? You yeah. know, because, like, Everyone can, like, there's a bunch of different things. You can say, oh, you can win souls. You can do, you, you know, you can uh, read your Bible. You can pray all day. You know, like, there's all yeah. these different things that you can say. Uh, this is the single most important thing that you can do today. But in reality, there's, there's really one thing that, and if you go throughout all of Scripture, mm -hmm. you'll find that everything else, yeah. everything else, everything in Christianity, everything, you know, in our life to make our, you know, to, to walk successfully, to walk 
uh, to walk in hope and in joy, to be able to win souls, to be able to breathe, to be yeah. able to do any of those things. It all revolves around this one thing that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And like the, like, I, I was just thinking to myself, like driving in, you know, like we've all packed for a big trip. Yeah. And then we're, we're going, you know, to the airport or we're on our way, you know, we get in the car and we're driving and all, and we just feel like something's missing, mm -hmm. you know, like, like just that feeling that, did I pack everything? Did I lock the door? Did I do that? Did, yeah. You know, like that, that feeling that something's missing is just a bothersome feeling, you know, like, yeah. um, but there's a lot of, you know, I can't tell you how many times just in life in general, I've, um, I've been in a place where I'm like, I know I'm doing the right things, but it feels like something's missing. Yeah. You know, I'm going to church, I'm praying, I'm, 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 I'm fasting, I'm doing, you know, I'm studying the word, I'm doing these things, but, but something feels like it's missing. Yeah. And, um, and I didn't really realize what that was until, um, I, I started listening to a series of teachings from pastor. Um, but I, I guess we can just jump into the word. Yeah. That's cool. Um, Revelation chapter two, verses one through five. If you want to put that in the comments, Reve Revelation chapter two, verse one through five. And, uh, oh, look, Priscilla already knows where we're going with this. Priscilla um, was here when we did the teaching the first time. Yeah. She's um, an OG. OG. Revelation chapter 2. Now look at this. To, uh, this is Jesus speaking, by the way. I mm -hmm. almost dropped my Bible. Uh, do you want to read those? Sure. To the angel of the church in Ephesus, um, write, The one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands, says this, I know your deeds and your toil and your perseverance and that you cannot tolerate evil men and you put to the test those who call themselves apostles and they are not and you found them to be false and you have perseverance and have endured for my name's sake and have not grown weary. All right. Sorry, I feel like I'm doing a pastor thing. That was a pastor thing. That was, wait, time out? Anytime I breathe and it's a wait, it's... Mm. Sorry. <laughs> no, but... Good. Like, so if you've ever listened to Pastor's Reset series, this is essentially what we're talking about. Um, you look at this church, I'm literally essentially quoting that series, yeah. but I've been listening to that series throughout these last couple of days, so it's like fresh mm -hmm. in my spirit. This is a good church. You look at it, they're, they're persevering. You know, they have patience. They're, they're, they're laboring for God's namesake. They, they're not growing weary. They, uh, they, be they cannot bear those who are evil, so they don't, they don't take sin lightly. Yeah. You know, they, they understand what an apostle is and what it's not, and they've, and they've you know, tested those yeah. people. You know, they, all, the, all these things they're doing right. Mm -hmm. You know, like you look at this church and you're like, this, this would essentially be a church that I would like to be a part of. Yeah. You know, like this is a good church. Uh, one, one of the only things that pastor pulled out of this that, that is a sign that something's missing, you know, like I, I feel like something's missing, is their toil, mm -hmm. um, you know, because we're not called to toil, you know, mm -hmm. it's easy and light. doesn't mean things aren't going to be difficult at times, but with Christ with us, you know. Yeah. So, so that's the only sign that things were wrong. But this is a good church, mm -hmm. but, but there was something missing. Now, we, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen and repent and do the deeds you did at first. 
or else I am coming to you and will remove your lampstand out of its place unless you repent. Yeah. Well, you know, going back to what Buddy was saying a second ago, toiling is a sign that we're not in love. You know, if we're abiding with God, he would never have us do something that leads us in a place of toil. When yeah. we're toiling, it's because we're carrying weight. It's because, mm -hmm. you know, we're in fear or we're doing too much. It's whatever, whatever it is, it's outside of God. Mm -hmm. So the toil thing, like it may seem small. I used to think toiling meant like, oh, well, they're just working hard. Like yeah. they're, they're they're gutting it out, but mm -hmm. really it's a sign of lack of intimacy. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a small thing. Toiling is it is a sign that you don't have intimacy. It's a part of the curse. Yeah. I mean, when God initially, you know, whenever the, whenever the fall of man took place, he says, now you're going to have to toil. Yeah. You know, by the sweat of your brow, you're going to have to do the, you know, work. It's part of the curse. Yeah. And so re remembering that toil is not actually a part of God's initial plan yeah. for us. It's a part of the curse. And because it's a part of the curse, Christ came to, to remove the curse yeah. by becoming the curse for us. Yeah. You know, uh, understanding that will change the way we approach toil. Well, so and Jesus was crowned with thorns and mm. those thorns represented toil. Mm. Like the thorns of the ground, pastors preached on this before, the thorns of the ground were not called like it was a representation of toil. So when Jesus was crowned in toil, it's part of our confessions that we'll say here when, um, you know, in the mornings when we're taking communion, you know, Jesus was crowned with thorns and toil. So mm -hmm. I could be crowned with ease and favor mm -hmm. in Jesus. Now there's ease and favor because on the cross, he took every bit of toiling onto himself. So yeah. when I'm in him, it's easy and mm -hmm. it's light and it works. Yeah. And why did Jesus come? So yeah. that we can have intimacy with the Father. Yeah. It's our, uh, I, I think it's Isaiah 29, 1 and 2. It says, God's hand's not short that he can't act, nor yeah. is his ear like plugged up so he can't hear. But right. our sin is what separates us, that, that what keeps us from him. And so Christ came to restore intimacy with, with the Father so that, so that we don't just kind of go through life wondering, oh man, is God mad at me today? What's going on? You know, yeah. but we can actually walk in an intimate fellowship with yeah. God. Now, now here's the thing though. You look at this church, they're doing the right things. Yeah. You know, th this church has potential of being the people that Jesus was talking about when he says, you call me, you know, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord will inherit the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. You know, because he says there will be many that come to me and say, well, Lord, I did this. I did this. You know, and these are, they weren't just doing small things. Right. We were casting out devils. We were healing. This, like we were doing all these, these incredible things. But he's going to, but God's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Yeah. So like I could, I could be the biggest Trump supporter, you know, and, and I, I can do every single thing that Trump tells me to do. Sure. I can do it all and I can do it faithfully. I can boast about my, you know, my understanding and my, and my, and my dedication to Trump, but that doesn't mean I know him. Yeah. You know, I can show up to the Oval Office and he'll, and he'll say, get out of here. I don't know who you are, mm -hmm. you know? And that's the same thing. We can be doing all the right things for God, but have no relationship or have no fellowship with him. Yeah. Because there's a difference between relationship and fellowship. Yeah. Relation, like I have a relationship with my father. He's my father and I'm his son. That's our relationship. But that doesn't mean I have fellowship with him. You know, my, 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 me and my dad talk once on the phone once a week. I'm going to see him this weekend, you know. 
um, and, and that develops the fellowship. But there's a lot of people who have a relationship with their father where all it is is he's my father and that's it. They don't talk. There's no relationship. There's no fellowship, yeah. you know. Um, but but I, it's see what God wants us to have is he wants us to have an intimate fellowship, yeah. not just he's my God and I call him Lord because many will say to me, Lord, Lord, you know, have I not done these things? And they'll say, I never knew you. Yeah. Why did he never know them? Because they never actually were in or they might have at some point been in fellowship, but they stepped out of it and they got into, I'm just doing the right things. Yeah. But the, I'm telling you, that church probably had this feeling, something's missing. We're doing the right things. But for some reason, it, it's not working. Yeah. Well, obviously, it wasn't working because they were toiling. You know, there's something missing. And the thing that was missing is Jesus said, you've left your first love. Yeah. You, you stepped out of fellowship and stepped into something that I never wanted you to be yeah. in. You, you lost that first love. Yeah. Well, toiling, like, I, I don't mean to just stay here, but toiling, mm. it distracts you. Yeah. Like I, when I, cause there have been times where I've mm. been in toil, like many a time mm. <laughs> where I've been in toil mm. and Instead of being focused on Jesus, I'm focused on the job. Like I'm yeah. focused on achieving. I'm focused yeah. on the task. Yeah. And that toil can develop a distraction tool. Mm. But, at, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about when George and I first started dating and we first fell in love. Like I was like I was driving. I think it, I don't think I did it a lot. I drove mm. two hours one way. To see him, like I remember, there was a night in particular where he would—he had just had a really crummy day at work, and he had told me about it. I got off work at 5:30, and I decided I'm going to go drive and see George. Two hours down there, I saw him for like an hour and a half. We had dinner, and then I drove two hours back and had to be up at six the next morning for work. Made no sense. Like that's full. Why drive four hours to spend an hour and a half with somebody? Mm -hmm. But my desire was to bless him. Mm -hmm. If I had been, if I'd been toiling and thinking about, well, here's the job. Here's mm -hmm. what I've got to do. Here's all the things mm -hmm. I wouldn't have gone. I would yeah. have probably given him a phone call, mm -hmm. chatted with him on the phone. George is my husband. Um, mm -hmm. But I wouldn't have gone, but in the going, it, sh it showed him the love that I have for him. It ministered to him in a different way. Yeah. And when we are moved by love yeah. and when we are not moved by toil, it works. Mm -hmm. When we're moved by love, it works. But as soon as we step outside of love mm -hmm. and into toil, that's where sin is. That's yeah. where the separator is. Because if we're <laughs> redeemed from it, then why and it's sin to go back to it like it's mm. i'm not saying it's sin to get sick or something but mm. it's why go go into sickness mm. when the lord has called you the healed of the lord mm. like why be in poverty when mm. the lord has redeemed you from such things yeah. this is one of those things the lord has redeemed you from toiling mm. and so it's wrong yeah. to step into something that jesus came to ensure you never had to be there and mm -hmm. intimacy with the Lord is the only way that it's going to work out. Like you can work for hours, days, mm -hmm. months on a project. Pastor Brian has stories. I have stories at this point, praise God, where I've been working and the Lord's told me, you know, before preaching, I remember there was one night at youth um, when I was the youth leader here. 
the Lord told me to take a nap. Like it was in between services and I was wiped. Like I was so tired. I had no idea what I was going to speak about. And the Lord told me, he's like, go take a nap. I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And he's like, take a nap. And I ended up falling asleep. And when I woke up, I had the word. I was refreshed. It was powerful. There was a move of God because Barrett got out of the way and stopped trying to figure it out. And the Lord was able to be the Lord. Yeah. So what's the single most important thing you can do today? Yeah. It's what Pastor Brian will call it. It's make a reset. Yeah. Have a reset. What's a reset? It's going back to your first love, mm -hmm. going back to the intimacy that you had with God at yeah. the beginning. Whenever you first understood love, what, whenever you first knew love, because yeah. God is love. And if we don't know God, we don't know love. Yeah. You know, the Bible says God is love. And it's not, you know, there's different terms. It's agape love. What is agape love? It's a choice and a commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. A choice and a commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. This is the love. So, yeah. so what we need to do is we need to get back to the place where just like whenever I first, you know, started wooing my wife. Uh, what, wooing? Is that what you're laughing at? Mm -hmm. Whenever I first started wooing my wife, she was always on my thoughts. She was always on my mind. Yeah. I was always actively trying to figure out what can I do to bless her? What can I do to please her? What can yeah. I do? You know, that, that's what yeah. was on my mind. Because, see, that's what the first love looked like. Like, it, I didn't care what she said. I didn't care what she did. You know, I made a choice and a commitment to give unconditionally to her. You know, that, that's just what it was. Yeah. Why? Because th that was the first love. That, and, and a lot of that was birthed on, Serena laughed at wooing too. I don't know what's so funny. It's a good word. I love you, Serena. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, are we willing to go back to that first love where, where our thoughts and our actions are consumed yeah. by God? You know, not just my, for my wife, but yeah. that same way with God where, you know, where do we, do we understand that he is always with us? Yeah. He, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And this is one of the things that, that having that reset has reminded me, yeah. you know, like I, I was telling you the other day, I, you know, driving in, it was raining so heavily. Like the rain here is crazy, but it was raining so heavily. I couldn't see the road. You know, I couldn't tell if, if the road was flooded or not. You know, it was just crazy. And, and I could feel the anxiety rising up. But then I, I, I reset at that moment. I'm like, God's with me. Yeah. You know, and then all the fear went away. And I'm like, I know if I need to stop, the Lord will tell me to yeah. stop. You know, if 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 I need, you know, w whatever I need to do, if I need to pull over, the Lord will tell me to pull over yeah. because he's with me. And, and and putting myself in that position where I'm not just where I'm not just like, oh, yeah, he's always with me. But I'm aware of his presence. Yeah. You know, I'm aware that he is with me. Greater is he that is in me. You know, I've never actually like up until recently, you know, been in a position where I actually understood that God is with me. You know, it's always just been something I've, I've known. But whenever it gets down and, you know, gets from your knower to your believer, yeah. you know, like, wow, suddenly I recognize I have nothing to fear. Yeah. You know, P Pastor talks about like, imagine a day where you wake up in the morning and God himself is sitting in the room with you, mm -hmm. you know, 
Like, and he's saying, hey, you know, let, let's talk. And he starts talking with you. And then, and then, you know, and then as you're, you know, getting ready for, for work, he's there. And he's like, hey, I want you to wear that today. You know, and, and, you, and he's like, hey, let's, let's get breakfast, you know. Yeah. And, and God's with you and he's doing all these things with you. And as you're at breakfast, he's saying, now I want you to give a generous tip, even though your waitress is a jerk, you know, like give her a generous tip. And then, and you begin to, and, and you're just walking, God's right there with you. And he's just leading you and guiding you. And you realize that God sh- told you to, wear that clothes because it would spark a conversation with someone yeah. and you were able to lead them to the Lord. You know, uh, he asked you to give t- to that waitress because she was having a bad day and she was getting ready to give up. But your kindness and your general, you know, like, you know, you don't understand. But if you if we c- came to a place where that was our reality every single day, where obviously we don't see him with our natural eyes, but recognizing God is present with me yeah. and walking in that. That's what intimate fellowship with God looks like. Yeah. That's when, when God will say, I know you now. You know, yeah. like, n- n- I don't just know who you are, you know, but I, I know you. There's a yeah. fellowship. There's an intimacy here. And, th- and that's what first love looks yeah. like. Yeah. Well, how did you, like those of you who are married or maybe you're like engaged or something like that, mm-hmm. how did you first fall in love with your spouse? You sought them out. Mm-hmm. Like you desired to know them. You made it a point to spend time with each other. You made it a point to go do the things that they did, to take an interest in the things that interested them. You talked together. You did things together. You abided together. Mm -hmm. It's the same way with the Lord. Like when you first get born again, like, and it's for real, like it's not just Mm -hmm. like saying a prayer and then, checking a box off to have like when it's for real there's something that shifts on the inside of you like I remember when it became real for me mm-hmm. I couldn't get enough of my bible mm-hmm. I could not get enough of the word I couldn't get enough of church I couldn't get enough of being around people who knew more than I did about Jesus yeah. I couldn't get enough of talking to God like I was I was hungry I was hungry to tell people about him like when I fell in love with my husband I told everybody about George. <laughs> like George, is, he still is. He's the best of the best. Yeah. But I'd tell everybody about him. Like he was amazing. He's what I thought about. He's mm-hmm. why I did things. He's why I got dressed. He's why I would wear certain things. Mm-hmm. He's why I do my hair a certain way. Like I would make things for mm-hmm. him because he was on my mind. Yeah. But you know, I, George and I will have been married for five years this November. There have been times throughout this five years where I've forgotten him. You know, I've forgotten to esteem him. It's just been commonplace. Mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning and George is there. Well, yeah, duh, George is going to be there. And it's mm-hmm. not like love, going back to what Buddy said, love is a choice mm-hmm. and a commitment. It's easy to feel the feelings at first because it's fresh and it's new and it's it's exciting. It's the same way with the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why you'll see so many people breaking up after like the three, four and five month marker because Mm -hmm. it's not exciting anymore. That's why you'll see people hop into church and go all for it and then be gone in a few months because Mm -hmm. they didn't make the choice. But love's a choice and a commitment. Yeah. Your word needs to mean something. Mm-hmm. Your yes needs to mean yes, and your no needs to mean no. And when you say, Lord, I'm for you, you're my Lord, I'm your people, you've got to mean it. Yeah. And it's intentionality. Love is a choice and a commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. Mm-hmm. 
You know, when you're in love with somebody, you're thinking about them. They're on your, they're on your mouth, they're on your tongue. Like you're thinking about them, talking about them, doing stuff for them. Like, I'm not saying you put your spouse above God, but when you wake up in the morning, when's the last time in the morning you thought, good morning, God? Mm -hmm. What do you do first in the morning? Are you picking up your phone first? I have. Mm -hmm. Checking your messages. Are you talking to God? Are you thinking about him? When does he cross your mind? When does that intimacy come before you? That's a good marker of where we're at. And it's not, no condemnation. Look, just this morning, I checked my phone first, like before I got to prayer. And then as soon as I did, I'm like, ah, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a good marker. When are we thinking about God? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a choice and a commitment to unconditional giving. This is what agape love is. Yeah. You know, it's a choice and a commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. Yeah. At, and, and I think one of the key parts of that is at the leading of God. Yeah. You know, um, at the leading of God. First Corinthians 13. See, that's what, that's what distinguishes agape love and like eros, which is the, the you Lustful, know. Lustful, like lo- desire. Yeah the, yeah, the feelings love. You yeah. Know? Well, man, you know, she makes me feel so nice. She makes me feel so good. Or, man, I'm in this new church and it makes me feel real nice. I, I love the euphoria of having something new. That's, that's eros. And uh, it fades over time, you know, if, if we don't check it or if we're not intentional about it. There's phileo, which is the brotherly. Hey, we're hanging out all the time. We're just, you know, connecting very well, you know. But that also, you know, fades over mm-hmm. time as well. But, but the difference between eros and phileo and the other kinds of love and agape, the love that Jesus says, take us back to our first love, is the leading of God. And you see that in 1 Corinthians 13, 3. You know, I can give all my possessions to the poor and I can give my body to be burned as a martyr. I mean, there's not much more than, that you can give than everything you have and your life, yeah. you know. But he says, but if I have not love, I'm nothing. So, so what, what's he talking about then? Because that's a choice and a commitment to yeah. unconditional giving, you know, like, uh, you know, to give your body to be burned, you know, that's a commitment because you can't come back from that, you know, uh, giving all you have. That's a, that's a choice and a commitment. And that's yeah. unconditional giving. However, if it's not at the leading of God, it profits nothing. Right. There's, there's no benefit. There's no profit. And this is where the intimate fellowship is key. Because without the intimate fellowship with God, it's not love because God, in 1 John 4, God is love. And if we don't know God, we don't actually know love. Mm -hmm. And when he says, go back to your first love, you know, he's not talking about an eros where, oh man, I just felt so good whenever I first, you know, came to Christ. He's not talking about a fellowship where I'm like, oh man, God, God's such a good friend to me. You know, I, I just feel close to him. No, no, no. He's talking about that choice and that commitment to fellowship with him. That when you feel like it or not, when you're having a good day or a bad day, whenever yeah. you have abundance or, or not, you know, not abundance, whenever you're feeling great or you're not feeling very well, you are committed to that fellowship. And when you're committed to that fellowship, because like you look at any marriage, you know, there, there will be days where I'm just not feeling like sure. connecting or I'm not feeling like, you know, working hard for the sure. marriage. But I've learned that when I feel like, you know, serving my wife the least, that's the time when I should probably do it the most. Right. So like I come home, you know, and, and the, 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 there's a bunch of dishes, you know, that need to be done. And I know Serena is going to be coming home soon. And I'm like, I've had a long day. I really don't feel like doing it. But 
I'm like, I, don't, I, I know that my wife feels loved whenever she comes home and there's not chores that she needs to do. Mm -hmm. So like whether I feel it or not, and I haven't done this every day, you know, um, but it's I'm going to choose to unconditionally give who cares what I feel because yeah. that's not agape. Who cares what I think, you know, because that's not agape. But I'm going to do it anyway, and we need to do that with the Lord, that I wake up in the morning, and I just want to sleep 10 more minutes. Mm -hmm. But I need to crucify that flesh mm -hmm. so that I can get up and say, good morning, God. Yeah. You know, and put myself in his presence, begin to thank him and worship him, and just be there, pray in the spirit, yeah. you know, like regularly. Just p positioning myself in the presence of God, where when I pray, I'm not just you know, saying words and then walking away. But yeah. I, I actually intentionally put myself in the presence of God because yeah. he's there, you know. He's right there in front of me, which will change the way I even pray. Yep. You know, I'm not going to ask God for stupid things whenever I know he's right there with me. Yeah. You know, uh, I have that fellowship with God where it's so pure and so beautiful and so wonderful where God is here with me, Father, what do you want me to do? What are we doing today, God? You know, like, yeah. imagine just waking up. All right, God, what are we doing today? And, and fellowship is not just one way where I'm doing all the talking and God never speaks to yeah. me. It's not uh, the other way where God's doing all the talking and I never speak to him. You know, fellowship is a two-way thing. So as I put myself in that fellowship, I can, I, there is a guarantee that God will speak to me. Yeah. Well, and, you know, going back to the scriptures that we read you read through this and it's really easy to read it like as a church, like, okay, church, I know your deeds. I know mm -hmm. you persevered. I know you yeah. tested people. You can make this personal, you know, and yeah. that, okay, Barrett, I know that you've been working really hard. I know that you have been overseeing the broadcast. I know you've been getting up and leading 6 a.m. prayer some days where it's just been you by yourself. Mm -hmm. I know that you've been working and doing all these great things, blah, 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 blah. But I have this against you. You've left for your first love. I know you, viewer, and you've been working really hard, and you're such a great dad. You're such a great mom. You lead your kids well. You bring home provision for your family. You know, you're setting a good example for others. However, I have this against you. You know, can you truly say at this point that the Lord would not be able to say this about you? You know, it's something that challenges me. Like, I want the Lord's testimony of me to not be, but I have this against you. I mm. want his testimony of me to be well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. Enter into my rest. Like, yeah. I'm so pleased with you. You've done so well. Mm -hmm. Like, I want that to be the testimony that is said about me. And so that's not condemnation. It's, is there room to grow? And I'd mm -hmm. say every single one of us have opportunity to grow. Every single one of us have done wonderful things for the Lord. All of us have. We've all excelled in different things. You know, whether you know Jesus or not, there's something you're good at. Mm -hmm. So all of us have positives. All of us have giftings and strengths. But we're called to be in an intimacy with him. Yeah. That's like when we first fell in love mm -hmm. with our spouse. That's like when we first fell in love with Jesus. Yeah. We're to be in an intimacy, not just a relationship, a fellowship, a deep intimacy with him where we know his voice. That's mm -hmm. how we don't follow a stranger is we know the voice of God. Yeah. Pastor Brian, at this point, Pastor Brian, like it's been done where we've been in great big group settings. And I like, I've heard him like whisper my name, like he's been like Barrett 
or so, and I'll hear him across the room. I've done the same thing with George where I know George's looks like <laughs> a ways away. I know what they mean because I've had that intimacy with him. Mm -hmm. You know, I, Serena, like I'm not even, I, I'm, I'm not related to Serena, Ser, but Serena, Buddy's wife, she blesses me and I'm getting to know her more. Yeah. I get, I know what her looks are starting to mean. The more you're in an intimacy with somebody, the more you understand the intricacies of them. You know, Buddy was teasing me earlier about the National Parks thing, but genuinely, like that's something that I don't just, until today, that I don't just like go around telling everybody because like not everybody needs to know everything that interests me until today. But <laughs> like, you know, there are things that you don't know about people until you spend time with them. But the more you spend time with them, you know their voice, you know their habits, you know what blesses them, you know what'll please them. I know how to make George happy if he's in a sad mood. I know how to perk him back up. I know what desserts he likes yeah. the best. Like, and it's the same way with the Lord. Like, I, I think I, I shared this earlier this year. Marky and I were doing a broadcast, and then I'll hand it over to you, and I'm, I'm done. I, I think it was the very first broadcast Kevin ever watched. Um, and now Kevin's here because the mm. Lord is good. <laughs> but, you know, there was, I was listening to Jesse Duplantis talk about a time where he was, he had a meeting to go to and the Lord, like, he was talking to the Lord and he said that it just felt different. Like, he felt that the presence of the Lord felt different. And he was impressed to ask the Lord, like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> you seem sad, basically. Mm. And he asked him, he's like, are you hurt? Like, has somebody hurt you today? And the Lord told him, he's like, one of my children did something that they really shouldn't have done. Mm -hmm. And the, Jesse told his secretary, Clean, clear my schedule. I'm ministering to the Lord today. Mm -hmm. And he took the rest of his day to minister to the Lord mm -hmm. and to tell the Lord how much he loved him and how good he was and how thankful he was for him to be his savior mm -hmm. and just the depth of the love that he had for him. Mm -hmm. And I'm listening to that and I'm like weeping listening to it because I'm like, oh my gosh, to know the Lord's heart that much mm -hmm. that you can tell in a moment, like yeah. something's bothering you. I want to mm -hmm. minister to you. Yeah. I want to love on you. Yeah. Like, let me be that person mm -hmm. that the that the Lord can trust me to help build him back up. Let yeah. me be that person that the Lord can come to me and say, I want you to minister to me today. Yeah. Like, let me be that person. Yeah, it's intimate fellowship yeah. is what that is. That's what it looks like. And, and if you're watching today and you're like saying, how can I even get to that place? Yeah. That sounds so far beyond anything that I've even seen in anybody. You know, like this is a rare thing, what we're talking about. Yeah, to, for sure. To be able to talk with God on a regular basis, to be able to get in the, into a place. I remember being in a, in a Bible study with, and, and there was a minister talking who had like a master's degree and whatnot. And he was making fun of someone who said, you know, I just, you know, God spoke to me to me and he told me this and he was making fun of that like God doesn't speak to people like he never spoke to me well you keep talking like that of course he's never going to speak yeah. to you because you mock it yeah you, you know but but and 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 it's a thing where we don't see it so where it's such a rare thing in the kingdom of God where whenever we start talking about walking in intimate fellowship where every single day you're just fellowshipping with God he's he's sharing with you his heart you're sharing with 
him your heart because that's yeah. what a good marriage does. You know, yep. that's what a good relationship looks like. That's yeah. what fellowship, intimate agape love looks like. We're sharing each other's heart. You know, God's sharing with you his heart. You're sharing with him your heart. You're doing whatever you can to serve him and to give to him unconditionally. Yeah. And he's doing the same for you. Jesus yeah. said in John uh, 15, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you want and it'll be given. He's saying, share your heart and, and God's heart will be towards you. And it's the same way. You abide in me and my words abide in you. Mm -hmm. So God's fellowshipping with you. He's sharing with you his heart yeah. and his words. And then you're sharing with him your desires. Yeah. And you see that, that, that intimacy, intimate fellowship. Yeah. But, but it's an intimacy that we can know that. And see, if, if we look to the world, if we look to people in our church and we look to them as our standard, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll come to a place where we'll be like, yeah, you can't have that kind of intimacy with God because you're not going to find that in the world. Right. You're not going to find that in, in people. You, I mean, you'll you might find it on rare occasions with certain people, but if you make people your standard, you'll, you'll just come to the conclusion because you can't really see their relationship with right. God. Uh, and people will fail, people will mess up, but God never will. So our uh, pastor always says our standard is the word. So when, but you, when you look into the word, you, you see that people walk in that kind of fellowship. Moses had that kind of fellowship where he went up and he talked face to face with God. You know, God was speaking to him. He was speaking to God. You know, uh, the uh, Psalm 103, 7 says, God made his ways, made known his ways to Moses but and his acts to the children of Israel. So you see the difference that Moses got to know God's ways because he was able to have fellowship with him. Yeah. All of Israel just saw the things that happened, mm -hmm. you know, and so they just knew his acts, but they didn't know him. Mm -hmm. But Moses knew God because, because he, he had that intimate fellowship. Yeah. Enoch, who walked with God daily, you know, and, and walked and talked with him so much that Enoch was taken away. Yeah. Um, uh, you, Adam and Eve. They walked with God in the garden, talking with him, fellowshipping with him. This is what intimacy looks like, and that's before Jesus. Even Cain. Cain, yeah. like as after he's killed Abel, mm -hmm. he still is having a conversation with God yeah. as a murderer yeah. under like... <laughs> <laughs> under the curse. Under the curse. Mm -hmm. He's still talking to God. We're under a new covenant yeah. now. How much more? Yeah. How much more? And, and God was probably giving an him an opportunity for yeah. redemption. Like, yeah. hey, Cain, you know, you recognize that I'm God, right? <laughs> hey, where's your brother? Just just tell me. Just tell me so that we can get this yeah. right. Cain's like, I don't know. Like, Not my brother's keeper. Yeah. And then God's like, okay, your heart's not in the right place. Get out, you know, yeah. like because Cain was basically despising God right there. You yeah. know, uh, so so the reality is there is a place that you can be. You know, if you're walking today or the, through any point throughout this week and you're thinking something's missing, something's not right, mm -hmm. something's, you know, like I know that this is what the word says, but for some reason I'm not seeing fruit. I'm toiling and I'm toiling, but it doesn't seem like these things are working out. This is what God's saying. Return to your first love. Yeah. Come back to intimate fellowship with me. Basically, you know, you know, if your phone's not working, have you tried turning it off and back on again? That's basically what God's saying. Like, have you tried to shut off? Yeah. And then restart and, and get to a point where you're like, okay, God, you're here. You're with me. Let, let's get this right. Father, what 
is going on? What do you need me to do? God, give me wisdom because James chapter one, if any of you lacks wisdom, he'll give it to you. But you need to be in that intimate fellowship with him. Yeah. So getting yourself back to that first love. Okay, God, I'm here for you. I'm not here for myself. Yep. I'm here because I love you and I want that intimate fellowship, that love, that agape love with you. So God, let's do this. What are we doing today? What do I need to do to get myself in the right place? What's missing? Yeah. And let's fix it. Let's get it right. Because that's what any healthy marriage would do is if something's not right, you're not going to start just, you're not just going to, gonna stonewall them you're gonna say what can we do to fix this because what are you doing you're not fighting each other you're fighting the issue that wants to cause a division between stonewalling is just building up more division between you know yeah so i'm gonna get myself to a place where okay god let's fix this and god's greatest desire is to have that intimate fellowship with you Mm -hmm. that's why he sent jesus so that he can have intimate fellowship with you. So when he sees you have that heart to reset and get things right with him, he's going to meet you every time. Yeah. He'll meet you. And so this is what, what's the single most important thing we need to do. And we need to do this not just once, not just every once in a while when we feel like we're missing it. You know, every single day. I, yeah. I've noticed on, on Pastor's iPad that a notification comes up and it says reset. Yep. You know, Uh you know, so I put that on my phone, you know, so every single day it'll pop up reset. What, what, what does that mean? I'm going to go back to my first love. I'm going to, to purpose myself to get in the presence of God and say, okay, God, what are we doing? God, I love you. You know, just getting back into that fellowship. And, and that's the most important thing we can do today is bring ourselves back into an yeah. intentional fellowship with God. Because it do, nothing... Nothing, none of the good promises or the good things that God has for you comes about by accident. Mm -hmm. No one will go to heaven by accident. Mm -hmm. No one will be healed by accident. No one will uh, enter into financial prosperity on accident. No one will enter into the presence of God on accident. No one will ever be able to inherit the promises of God by accident. It's by intentional fellowship with God. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, if we ever come to a place where something's missing, Get back to that first love. Mm-hmm. Get back into that intimate fellowship with God. And then you'll begin to see that God will begin to point you in the direction you need to go. David did that all the time. He consulted with the Lord. He went to God. He strengthened himself in God. And things worked out. Yeah. Every time. But, but the Bible says God works all things together for the good of those who love him. Agape. Unconditional giving. A yeah. choice and commitment to unconditional giving. At the leading of the Lord. Those who love him. And whatever the rest of that verse Keep was. His commandments. Keep his commandments. That's at the leading of God. You know, that's what it is. If Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. You know, that's what love is. That's what love does. That's how love operates yeah. is I'm going to do what God said. God, Jesus even said, this is how you love one another by yeah. keeping my commands. Yeah. That's what love does. That's what love looks like. But you can't keep his commands if you're not in intimate fellowship with him because you don't know what he's leading you to do. Mm-hmm. So, It's at the leading of God. That's how it operates. That's how it works. So come back to that first love. Get back into intimacy with God, and you'll begin to see that things will work out for you. Yeah. You know, as as we wrap up, I'm looking up a verse right now. I'm not just texting on my phone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As we wrap up, every single day, we like to give you an opportunity to sow because 
it's part of who God is. You know, Buddy was just talking about those who love me will keep my mm -hmm. commandments. Yeah. Um, flip over to 1 Samuel 15 and <coughs> verse 22. Do, 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 do. Apparently, I, I just the elevator sing music all the time. Moving to your floor. <laughs> 1 Samuel 22. It says, Has the Lord as much delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, it is better, it is, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than sacrifice. How can you obey the voice of the Lord? You hear it. You know, the Lord, going back to toiling, the Lord doesn't want you to toil. He doesn't just want you to sacrifice. You know, it's, this is not a compulsory thing. This is obedience. The Lord is so good. Mm -hmm. And he, look, he yeah. loves you. Mm -hmm. He loves your family. He loves everyone that's around you. He loves you. He has desire for you, a heart for you. He's mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. The Lord is for you. Just yeah. say that today. The Lord is for me. Put that in the comments. The Lord is for me. Mm -hmm. The Lord is for you. And so when it comes to giving, this is not a time of, okay, guys, now get out your checkbooks, get out your wallets. It's time. Yeah. No, this isn't it. What the Lord does is he set up a system mm -hmm. to get his blessing to you. Yeah. The Lord has set up a system to get the goodness of God to you. Mm -hmm. That's how good he is. Mm -hmm. He has figured out a way mm -hmm. in this corrupted world yeah. for you to be able to access the kingdom of God, to mm -hmm. translate things from heaven into this earthly realm. And the system is seed, time, and harvest. Yeah. That's his system. Mm -hmm. And so why did we go to this verse, obedience is better than sacrifice? All the Lord wants you to do is be obedient. He doesn't want you to give yeah. just to give. He doesn't want it to be compulsory. Mm -hmm. He doesn't just want it to be logical. Okay, God, I have $500,000 in the bank account. I guess I'm going to give 5000 today. No, what if the Lord told you to give twenty? You may despise that amount. You may think it's nothing, but to the Lord it could be everything. What if you have $500 in your bank account and the Lord tells you to give $500? That could be outside of your comfort zone, but to the Lord, that's obedience. Mm -hmm. You know, going back to Jesse, Jesse Duplantis has a saying all the time when the Lord will ask him to give something early mm -hmm. on, like the Lord would say, okay, Jesse, I want you to give $100. Mm -hmm. I want you to give $200. Yeah. I want you to give $300. Mm -hmm. And Jesse would be like, Lord, all I've got is $100. And the Lord's like, it's all I'm asking for is all you got. It's all I'm asking for. I'm not asking for more. Mm. And that's obedience. It's just yeah. hearing his voice. Yeah. Whatever the Lord says to do, mm. do that thing. Yeah. Because when you're obedient to that thing that he tells you to do, it opens up the opportunity for the Lord to mm. inject the supernatural blessing of God yeah. in your life. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it injects the love of God, yeah. the agape love of God yeah. into your life. So it's when I choose to give unconditionally, you know, which is that's what love is. You're injecting the love of God into yeah. the situation because God is love. And so when we, we are unconditionally giving at the leading yeah. of God, we're literally injecting the love of God into our situation. Yeah, he's already chose you. Mm -hmm. 
He's yeah. already chosen that he wants to bless you. Yeah. That's not a question. That's who mm -hmm. he is. Yeah. His character and his nature is, I want to bless my people. Yeah. He's the blesser. He's the provider. That's who he is. And when you enact his kingdom ways, you are entering into a legal situation with the Lord. He said to put him to the test that see if he will not open up the windows of heaven for you and pour out such a blessing yeah. that you will not have enough room to contain it all. That's yeah. what he has said. Mm -hmm. When you sow in obedience mm -hmm. to the Lord, you are contractually obligating him to obey his word. That is what you're doing. Your love for him then provokes his love for you to enact. Yeah. So when you give today, know that you are giving to a God who loves you, is for you, and has set up a system to inject the supernatural things of God to you. So for every person who would give right now, just close your eyes. Erase the image of your bank account statement mm -hmm. and bump that. Yeah. that like, that's nothing. Let that go. The Lord could send a meteor of a diamond into your backyard today. You could have a whole wellspring of oil in your backyard. Yeah. You could have like some weirdo 1890 penny that's actually solid gold and is worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars. You, get the logic out of it. Logic yeah. has nothing to do with this. Yeah. What it has to do with is obedience. Yeah. So close your eyes and ask Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, would you have me give today? Mm -hmm. yeah. And then whatever he says, if he says no, then you rest. Mm -hmm. But if he says yes, then I dare you. I urge you. Yeah. I compel you. Ask him how much. Ask him how much. Holy Spirit, right now, place a dollar amount in the hearts of every man and woman that you would have give to this broadcast. Not for our sake, but for your sake. Yeah. We receive these offerings on behalf of you and of your kingdom. So right now, Lord, speak to your men. Speak to your women. Give them an amount. Let them be obedient. Even if they've already sown today, God, if it was in logic, show them, show them how much more to sow. Show them what it needs to be. And Lord, I ask right now that you strengthen your people. Give them the boldness to be obedient. Give them the boldness to put your love to the test. Give them the boldness to be the men and women of God that would enact your system of blessing. Give them the boldness and the confidence to sow. Let them not be fearful. God, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke every spirit of fear that would try to come on your people, every spirit of logic that would try to come on your people during this time. Let fear never have a part with the offering here in this ministry. Let fear never grip the minds and the hearts of people during the offerings, Lord. Let them be free from any spirit of fear. Let the peace of God rule in their hearts right now in Jesus' name and let them be bold givers. Let them be bold, not givers, Lord. Let them be bold sowers. Yeah. Let them be bold sowers, knowing that they're sowing into you the love of their life. You are their first love. Your heart is for them. Your desire is, is for them, God. That, your desire is to bless them. Lord, let them trust you enough to sow into you, knowing <laughs> that there's no way that we can out-sow what you sow. We can never out-give what you give.
-hmm. You're good. Bless every giver. Right now, I command the blessing of God to be in their homes, be in their finances, be in their finances, God. Bless them. Let surprise blessings take place this week. Shanka bakaya tiosonkobo, banka bwendeke lendeke shokobo, ande kembwenke ya tiokosonkoboko, anda shakam bakayate, onkoro komboko, landa sambakayate, kelinde kembe kembeke, Ondo shokoyati aka, handa karinde sambakayati oko. And I don't know who it is, but what, I, what just keeps coming up to me is that there's some bill or like some upcoming bill or something that's really been plaguing somebody. Like it's concerning you. It's been bothering you. In Jesus' name, it's a mistake. It's a mistake. Like there's been some sort of accounting error and it's not going to be credited to you. It's not going to be credited to you. The Lord's wiping it clean right now. You are out of debt. You're completely out of debt. That thing, it's not even a weight. Cast it off. Give it to the Lord because he's handling it for you. He's handling it today for you. That thing will not torment your mind. Your peace will not be stolen by bills. Your peace will not be stolen by debt. The Lord, based on your seed today, I don't know who it's for. Based on your seed today, in Jesus' name, the Lord is handling and knocking out that debt that has been robbing you of peace. I speak peace into the mind of that person right now. Peace into their spirit. In Jesus' name, we loose it. And we thank you, God, that we as a whole are out of debt and we carry a debt-canceling anointing and we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work because you love us. It all stems back to your love for us and we thank you for it. Let us reset today. Let us wake up today. Let us, right now, wherever your relationship's been, it can go higher. So right now, Lord, take us into an intimacy with you that we've never had before, unmatched, unparalleled. Reveal yourself to us, God. Your word says that those who seek you will find you. When they search for you with their whole heart, let today be a finding day. Let us find you today. Let us be aware of you today. Let us esteem you today. We thank you for it, God. Thank you for flooding, Lord, Right now, your presence is flooding this place, which means it's flooding the homes of those watching, the workplaces, the cars. Lord, thank you. Let today be a supernatural day for your people. Let today be a supernatural day for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. He's good, mm -hmm. and he loves you very much. I was just thinking about how um, there are times whenever, like, Serena and I, we get in bed. It's like we're getting ready to go to bed, and I know she's tired. Um, and I'll, like, forget something like, oh, man, my, my phone's out there, you know. And I know she's tired, and she'll, but she'll be like, here, let me get that for you, mm -hmm. you know. And I'll be like, no, like, I, I got it, you know. I, I, it, but, like, or there are all other times when I just test her, you know, <laughs> like, like, Oh no, I forgot this, you know, or like, can you give me a glass of water? You know, like, like not, I'm not doing it just to like instigate anything, but just to see like, 
Like, is, is she is she willing to do it? Like, I, I think part of it might be instigating, <laughs> you know. But but whenever whenever I see though, like I know she's tired. I know this, but she's willing to give unconditionally. Like that that just puts something in my heart where I'm like, I want to bless this woman like mm-hmm. so much, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know when when God institutes giving or whenever He puts something on our heart, you know. Like there's been times whenever I felt in my spirit, I, I need to sow, you know. There was one time when I'm like, God, I want to give you the best that I have. But we weren't in the best place financially. I'm like, God, I want to give you the best that I have. But I know the best that I have is not in my bank account. And so I started thinking the best that I had was my car. I'm like, God, I want to give you the best that I have. Can I do this? And like, God, God like opened up the release. So I tried to do it. But every time I tried, it like fell through. And I'm like, God, well, you know, I've, I, I wanted to do this. God was like, I just wanted to see if you'd do it, you know, and then, and then that desire to give it, like, stopped, and God saw my heart, and then I began to see that he began to bless me, you know, mm-hmm. like, he's, and, and the tithe is the litmus test that determines whether money has our heart or God has it, you know, mm-hmm. and whenever God asks us to give something, you know, he, he, like, and we do it cheerfully, oh, man, God, you know, I want to do this, I have a desire to bless you and to serve you, the Bible says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. That word delight is like a wife who delights her husband. So that exact same thing with Serena, you know, if, when God asks you to give something, you know, it's not that he's always testing our, our, our motives or our mentality, but when he sees that our heart is towards him, you know, man, like that delights in him. And all of a sudden, you know, that's what intimacy, intimate yeah. fellowship looks like. It's like, wow. You know, they love me so much. I can tell, I can see that their heart is towards me. I'm going to give to them. Yeah. I'm going to, like, and they, you cannot outgive God. Yeah. You know? um, and it's at the leading of the Lord. And that's, that, that's the heart of God. He's, man, you know, they're willing to, to sow. They're willing to give. They're willing to, to, to bless me and my kingdom. Intimate fellowship causes God to then give you the desires of your heart. You know, abide in me, my word abide in you. You can ask whatever you want and it will be given to you. That's intimate fellowship with God and that's who God is. Yeah. He desires to bless his children. Mm-hmm. It's we been did, a good day. We did a good job ending at one. Such a great job. <laughs> we didn't Love end you, at, Pastor. <laughs> we didn't end at, at 140 like yesterday. That's true. We're seven minutes off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Progress. Progress. <laughs> no, it's been a good day. We thank y'all for hopping on. If you're still on, I I love y'all. Thank you for being here. If you're still watching and with us, you guys are awesome. And we just, Lord, bless the hungry. Bless the hungry. Bless those who honor you. Your word says that those who honor you, you will honor. And it also says that you will fill the hungry and thirsty soul. Lord, fill those people that are on this broadcast today that watched it from beginning to end, mm-hmm. bless them, yes. God. Blessing of God be in your home and your finances and your health in every area of your life. Bless them, Father, yeah. because they've honored you. Mm-hmm. Fill the hungry. I thank you for it. This is one of my favorite topics. So I could keep going, but that's mm-hmm. not the purpose of this. If you want to have like elongated discussions about intimacy with Jesus, come hang out at Boomerang. Buddy and I are here a lot. (laughs) We'll talk about this with you in person. But right now we're going to let you know about tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow's a good day. Yeah. With good, full of good things. Yes. It's Q&A day. That's all you need to know. Yeah. 
It is Q&A day. If you have any questions about the things of God, like if you have anything that you're wondering about, anything about the Bible, anything about Jesus, anything at all, church, whatever it is, send us your questions and we will answer them. Mm -hmm. We're excited to be back. We'll be back tomorrow at 11.45 a.m. Make plans to join us. We'll see you tomorrow. It's going to be a good one. And have a great rest of your day. We love you so much.